Welcome to the Everyday PM Podcast, the podcast where we discuss project management principles for your everyday life. My name is Brian Summons, and I'm a certified project manager with over a decade of experience in oil and gas, sports and entertainment, healthcare, and technology. And today's guest is a special one, and one that we're all familiar with, Mrs. Ann Campia. And how does it feel to be on the other side? I am so excited to be on the other side of this. Uh, Brian, you brought this up in terms of doing kind of a reversal on the roles here. So I'm, I'm really excited and I'm not prepped. So let's see what happens. Oh, this should be fun then. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for your time. And, and I think it's best if we start with a baseline. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how the Everyday PM got started and what's your vision for the future? Oh, wow. You stumped me already from the beginning, but the baseline for the Everyday PM was just to create a community of like-minded people who are passionate about project management. I know going through our master's program, and I know I talk about that program a lot because I believe it really impacted me in a way that I was excited every week to be surrounded by just brilliant minds of people who were consistently thinking about how we can be better in our own roles, as well as how try to grow the project management industry. And so this thought crossed my mind. I don't know who I was talking to. Maybe it was you, Brian, or somebody in the class. And I was having dinner that evening and realizing that a lot of the things I was discussing in our classes are things that I apply to my everyday life, things like scheduling. You know, I have friends who always reach out to me and say, hey, we should do this, go to a concert. Okay, great. They always look to me to be the one to kind of coordinate, right? We want to go to a concert. How much do the tickets cost? When are we all getting together? Like who can go? So you kind of take on that hat even outside of what we do professionally. And so it clicked with me about... I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago now, that it would be fun to create this platform and community where we can talk to each other about how what we do professionally is really impacting how we live personally. And to really draw that connection that in many ways, whether you have the project manager title or not, we all do things that are related to project management in our everyday lives. And so you can have that reversal of being an everyday person who doesn't know about project management, but be able to apply the principles of it in your everyday life. And in the reverse aspect of it, grow this community of project managers who can then understand how what we're doing and the impact we're making professionally can also impact us personally. Wow. What a, what a great start. Um, (laughs) To the interview. That's Thanks. very. Did I blow uh, you away? <laughs> yeah, as most times when we when we talk, but um, great, I think thought process behind you know why you started, and I think you consistently connect with the why um, in your episodes and and the things that you post on your LinkedIn um, platform that's also connected to the Everyday PM. Great. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey, right? Because, you know, looking at your resume, it's just mind blowing, right? Some of the roles you've had and 
um, some of the things you're even doing now. So tell us a little bit about your journey and, you know, why or how you became a PM. Sure. I am like many, uh, someone who was doing project management things before I realized I was in a project management role. And so to, I I will try to make this as brief as possible, but if you look at my resume, it's pretty eclectic. And so when I started my professional journey, I I was constantly thinking about how do I tell my story with each progression I make in my career? And so that would always be at the back of my mind as I would take on new roles and new titles and everything. So when I started off, I actually was getting a bachelor's degree from the University of California, Riverside, and I wanted to be a politician, Brian. I really wanted to run for political office. I was really set in uh, working for the government. This was something that I was just very passionate about. And I think it came with this idea of policy can affect change and change can impact a lot of people. And so that thought was always in my mind of how can I be as impactful in what I do professionally and create a career out of that. And I really did think I graduated with a political science degree uh, with an emphasis on public service that I would be in the government sector for a very long time. And so my, you know, first major part of my career, at least half of it is spent in uh, regulatory roles, internships with every level of government. I finally made my way into a role at the County of Riverside. That was like my very first full-time gig where I was running their uh, youth community programs And I kind of dabbled in the public health space, both for the county of Riverside as well, and did a few roles there just to kind of figure out where in government I wanted to be, all the while thinking, yes, at some point I will run for local government or or try to make my way up the ladder. Fast forward, I get a regulatory internship, which again was a full time. So one that was paid with benefits. So it was a great opportunity with the city of Anaheim working for their government affairs department, learned a whole lot of things there, got to go to city council meetings and, 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 you know, meet the mayor and do all those things and work, work in all the different areas of of the city um, and dabbled in that space from the city is there's a turning point personally. And again, I think it's important to draw those professional and personal connections. Right. And I think it was in 2000 and I want to say, I'm not going to date myself at this point. I think you guys can Google how old I am. But at some point doing that job, uh, I had some things personally happen where my parents were having issues navigating the healthcare system in the U.S. So my parents immigrated here from the Philippines. And, you know, uh, it's very different structure. And they really, they hit an age where they were, you know, tapping into more of those services. And they just really were struggling to figure out how to navigate it. And being the person that I am that always wants to try to help. I thought, okay, well, I want to learn everything I can about healthcare. I went to school, got a master's degree in public health, pivoted government and went into healthcare. I actually worked for a local government person. Actually, I take that back, federal government congresswoman on the uh, Obamacare, which is what, what, what do we call it? ACA. 
I actually started that job a few days before the ACA was approved and enacted into law. So Brian, you can imagine my first day in that role, my, my phone was blowing up with people calling into the office, wondering what the heck this means for me, you know, so it was a really, really interesting time because it had just been passed. The law had just been passed. I was quickly trying to get my footing in public health and figure out how do I make public health and government work together. And so here I am in this role working for this congresswoman. And it was just one of those great learning experiences of very eye-opening to interact with the community, listen to their, to their issues and, and really understand that the community was in need and you would not be able in this role to satisfy all the needs of all your constituents. And as beautiful as that role was, and as much as I enjoyed working for her in this space, I was burnt out and, and it's not so much that I couldn't take the, the, the hours, the labor, right. Of working, um, morning, noon, and night in this role, it was the emotional impact it makes on you. And knowing that even in this role, as hard as you work, there's always going to be somebody who's not satisfied and not getting the need, the, the healthcare that they need. And so that reality really sunk in for, for me. And you can imagine that that was really the pivot in my career where I said, gosh, I don't know that I could emotionally be in a political role. I just didn't know if I could do it. And so in that respect, I still continued down the healthcare um, progression of my career, but really stepped away from thinking that I would run for some sort of political office. And so you'll see on my resume from that point on, I started doing program manager roles for different healthcare insurance companies, but all public healthcare, right? And so still kind of staying with the constituency and trying to help them in that way uh, from a program manager aspect, working with child services, working with, uh, you know, uh, our older generation, working with families that are low income. So really still sticking with that community, but kind of transitioning into this PM role. And that's ultimately where I found my passion. And like many people say, you kind of are doing the role before you realize you're a PM. That's really where I figured it out. I figured out what I was doing. I was, I was working with uh, cross-functional teams. I was working with the community. I was uh, figuring out how to make timelines and budgets work. And so all of these things that we kind of see Uh, as skill sets needed for a successful project manager, I started to put that together and piece that together and found that project manager was the role for me. And I ultimately went into the PMO uh, in a role in healthcare. And I told you I would make this, try to make this short, but from healthcare, (laughs) I, I, I think, I think we all know as project managers, right. At some point you kind of accumulate those skills. And then if you really want to test yourself, you try to do those skills in a different industry. And so a lot of things happened during that time, still going on that healthcare thought process, ACA was being enacted. There was a lot of like churn and a lot of budgets being cut. Nobody know, kind of knew how to in, put this uh, legislation into place. And so that kind of rocky instability is what really forced me out of the industry too. In which case I took the PM skill set and I went to a completely new industry where I started working for Hasbro for six years, which is, you know, toy, toy design 
and development, manufacturing, kind of seeing the whole gambit of how do you create something tangible and put it onto a shelf and have consumers who enjoy your product. And I, I also fell in love with that. I love seeing that I'm a part of something where you can actually, Brian, you can go to a Target and go find the toy that I worked on. And I could say, hey, I was the PM for that. It's kind of cool. That's really cool. Yeah. That's and, definitely and cool. As a side note, personally, my favorite movie of all time is Big. And for those that don't know, don't know what that movie is, it's, it's a story about a boy who w- makes a wish, becomes a, an adult overnight. And he works at a toy company. So there's this whole kind of weird correlation that synergy that happened between what I love personally and kind of what I was doing professionally. And so I've kind of carried that through since then from Hasbro. I went to Amazon again, kind of exploring new industries, working on physical retail spaces. So for anybody who has visited the Amazon fresh grocery store, I worked on that, which is kind of cool too, to say. And then now I find myself at Apple as a program manager and I'm loving it. I'm working on products that everybody uses, right? Most everybody I see either has an iPhone, an iPad, a a MacBook. So I, I'm just, again, really proud of kind of the progression of where I started and now where I am today. Long-winded, wow, what but a, we got there. We got there, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> what a journey though. I mean, and you have so much um, kind of meaning in, in everything that you were doing. It was very intentional, the roles that you were going after and the thought process put behind some of your motivation to do certain things. So that's really awesome. Uh, just want to make sure no no chance of Campia on the ballot for 2024. <laughs> hey, look, I I it's still one of those lingering things. I'm sure you had them too. You know, goals that you had when you were <laughs> younger that will continue to stick with you. I still want to be a professor at a university. I still have aspirations for that too. So I think it's just keep those goals in your mind. You never know. You never know. Right now. Wow. So that, what an amazing journey. Thank you for sharing um, kind of how you got started, your thought process behind it. So, you know, obviously you're very accomplished at this point. You hold certifications in um, project management. You've got a master's in project management. One of the only people I know that has two masters, just, you know, want another master's. Okay. We'll get another master's. Um, But in your mind, like what, what makes you great at what you do? Oh, I think it's, I believe the answer to that is to stay humble in your abilities. And what I mean by that is I will never stop learning and growing as a project manager. I know that there are so many things that I still have yet to learn. And when you think about the journey I've made professionally, every step of the way I've been learning and accumulating knowledge. And that's why I go to school. That's why I get certifications. That's why I take on new roles, even though it could be scary or something that I'm not used to or industry I've never worked in. It's this idea to stay very humble and not be complacent in the fact that as a project manager, we have to be open to learning and growing and feedback and and ensuring that as the industry continues to grow and evolve, 
that we do as well. And I always like to keep that in mind, just to keep grounded in in the fact that um, there's always something new for us. Obviously, we just had what the seventh edition of the PMBOK come out, Brian. So right. there's yeah. the 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 industry itself is telling you that we're not, they're not stopping, right? So in that respect, why why would I stop trying to learn and to grow and and obviously try to continue to stay humble about it? I'm not going to go out there and say. I know everything about PM, so I can probably just stop working now. I mean, I don't think I can ever find myself um, saying that just my personality doesn't offer that. So I will continue to stay humble and stay, stay eager and be a sponge and learn. Wow. Nuggets today, people. We're getting nuggets <laughs> today. Hope you're writing this down. So- <laughs> So I know you're really into mentorship. Um, That's kind of another component of the Everyday PM. And you serve as a mentor to so many and and have over the years. Um, Talk to us about some of your mentors and how they aided you in getting where you are today. Great question, Brian. Um, I'd be remiss to say that I, I see you in many ways as a mentor as well but we'll get there. I'll come back to you, Brian, on that one. But in terms of earlier on in the journey, it's, it's definitely my parents. Uh, My father played a big role in terms of uh, teaching me how to work hard. He came, you know, to America with, with just a a vision of having a better life and him and my, my mom and my dad worked their asses off. Let's just say that I, they, they took jobs because there were jobs that they could get in America um, you know, my dad was a, an accountant who kind of worked his way up uh, to eventually becoming a VP at Wells Fargo. So it's just like watching the journey of my parents and kind of seeing what they had to do to create a life for their family um, was mentorship in itself, whether they knew it or not, because I was consistently watching what they were doing. And my dad, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people know this, but my dad passed away a few years ago. And it's, it's one of those things where I still think about him every time I take a career choice because my dad was always the first one I would call or the first mm-hmm. one I would talk to about, Hey, I'm thinking of going back to school or, Hey, I'm thinking about taking this job. He was the first person I would talk to about those things because I think not, something about the validation of your parents um, really kind of sits well with you. Right. So if, if he had any hesitation or he thought, Oh, that's a, that's a dumb decision. I would definitely internalize that and think about it, but every step of the way, he was very supportive, uh, you know, always just kind of enthusiastic about seeing my growth professionally and kind of my biggest champion of that. So I would say my dad and of course my mother, but my dad particularly was there every step of the way. Um, and then I would say I had a fantastic manager in every role I've had. I'll be honest with you. I've been very lucky that in that um, similarly, when people get to know you, Brian, because I've interviewed you for the podcast as well, 
uh, with every kind of progression you made similar aspect. I had a very good role model kind of going through and a mentor. Uh, the ones I would shout out are Mary McIntosh, who was my, uh, boss at Hasbro for six years. She really taught me the ins and outs of, you know, um, project management and how it was done at that company. Uh, we started out, I was the first project manager hired in the, in the LA office. So it was just kind of a very kind of a startup feel when her and I kind of started our relationship and she really helped me grow into to what I am today. So I can't thank her enough in terms of making sure I continued to stay humble and learned a lot from her and also understood the, you know, the prompts of being urgent when you needed to and understanding how to communicate with stakeholders and ensuring that you continue to kind of keep the cross-functional teams progressing towards your, your goals for your projects. And she really taught me all of those things without having any project management background. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that's also fascinating is, is to be mentored by somebody who really didn't come from the, the space. She had a, a background, I believe in, I want to say engineering and then kind of went into project management. And so it was kind of nice to have that um, uh, mentorship because it was just so raw and real. Uh, so I would give, definitely give a shout out to Mary. I think um, she's been my kind of biggest champion after I left, Has- even after I left Hasbro. So I want to thank her. And then Brian, going back to you, it's, it's people like you who I don't think you understand the impact you make on people just, just from being supportive and, and really just making sure you check in and, and those kinds of things. Um, Mentorship can be all of those things, right? It can be you kind of guiding people, you just supporting people, you just letting people know that you're there for them. I think uh, depends on what you seek out of a mentorship, but in many ways, I would say, Brian, that you've, you've kept me going in these last, in this last year, at least at the very least because of the pandemic, us being able to check in with each other and just chat with each other about project management has been great. Definitely. And I'm one of your biggest uh, cheerleaders of the everyday PM. (laughs) Very, very thankful that you created this platform and very supportive of it. Of course, of course. Well, those are some great um, mentors you mentioned. I'm sorry to hear about your dad. I know your dad was uh, very, um, someone you looked up to, someone that, you know, guided you and you, you, I saw your post on LinkedIn that you dedicated, you know, your, your diploma from USC to your father. So I know that was a, a really um, emotional moment for you. And um, so I just wanted to, circle back and, and tell you, you know, sorry for your loss. And, um, but I know you're making them proud with all the accomplishments that you have. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I you feel that the, the people who have left you are still with you. And I do think my dad is there every step of the way. No doubt. No doubt. So talk to us, you know, you've given us a little bit of, of the background of the everyday PM. You talked about, kind of your journey and how you got here, some of your mentors. Talk to us about um, some of your favorite aspects of project management. Cause you said, you know, you found your passion, right? Something that you were passionate about in project management. So tell us a little bit about, you know, your favorite aspect of it. Yeah. I believe there is this 
altruistic aspect about project management. I don't know if anyone's ever described it in that way, but there is something about feeling that you are contributing and helping either people or, or the company, the business, whatever that may be. But there is something rewarding about um, being able to know that you've contributed to that, right? So it's for me, outside of being, you know, a nurse or a doctor or somebody who in their professional lives is concerned and helping the well-being of others, I think this in this role, we we kind of get that satisfaction as well. And uh, if you kind of picked up on the trend of my professional journey, there's this thought of being altruistic in, in what I do, right? And, and for those that don't really understand the meaning of that word, it's, it's the belief or the practice of, of selflessness, right? Like you have such a concern for the well-being of others that often you'll put others before yourself. And so I think in the role of project management, we, we do that in some ways, right? We, we put our stakeholders' needs in front of ours, Sometimes we have to figure out what those needs are and try to kind of create synergy and a, and a well-being amongst all of the groups and functions that we have to work with. And my favorite aspect of project management is the emotional intelligence piece of it. Because to me, that is one of the hardest things to learn and to be good at. And there are people I've met who are just not good at it. And I think that's okay. That's absolutely okay. But if for most of the roles that we see now, Brian, I can't see you being absolutely successful in, in that role if you don't have at least a, a good sense of what your EQ is. And I, I will always appreciate this role because we get to lean on that aspect of it. Whereas I don't necessarily think I would have been able to be as impactful if I had kind of journeyed in some of the, the other paths that I thought I would have gone down in my professional career. Again, nuggets. Thank you, Anne. <laughs> of course. You hit so many great points there. <laughs> and you, you have such a, a wealth of experience and um, like you mentioned, it's, it, it's eclectic, but you pick up pieces through every experience and you kind of build on those. And I think that's what's made you, you know, as successful as you are today. So I guess with that in mind, what would be some of the guidance that you could uh, provide to others looking to follow in your footsteps? Oh, stumped me again. Uh, I would say, I, I number one, don't be complacent, right? Always strive for something better. And what I what I mean by that is, in, even in your personal lives, if there's something that is you're not happy about, I encourage you to do something about it, right? Uh, if you can, I, I definitely think uh, whatever it is that you you are unhappy about make a plan for yourself, figure out how to get out of it, make yourself happy. I think that's, that's your well-being is, is important uh, in professional, in your professional life too. Don't be complacent. If, if there's something more that you're reaching for, 
then make a plan for it. Keep it in the back of your mind, right? I still want to be a professor one day. Okay. I, I, that's in my mind. I have to figure out my plan for that. So never be complacent, continue to learn and grow. I'm a lifelong learner. Brian said it. I have two master's degrees. I have certification. I'm teaching. I, I just love learning. So, and growing and in kind of and the reciprocation of that is teaching others and, 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 and kind of that affirmation that you have grown yourself. Right. So make sure that you continue to grow and learn in your own role and, and be humble about it. It's okay that you don't know everything. I don't ever expect to know everything professionally as well as personally. Let's, let's face the facts there, but you know, just, just be humble in your journey and appreciate everything um, that you're able to take in uh, all the skill sets that you're able to accumulate uh, the guidance and mentorship that you receive. Uh, just be very, very uh, open-minded to, to all of that and, and be humble in your journey and know that you are doing everything you can to be the best in your, both your professional and your personal life. I hope you guys brought your notepads today because Anne's giving great advice. Um, so <laughs> Anyone who's looking for some guidance, she just gave you the whole blueprint. Yeah, gave it away. Mm -hmm. So, and you, I mean, I'm continually impressed with, uh, with all that you do. And I think shedding some light on your journey today has been uh, so amazing. I guess as we look to close out, tell us some of your interests outside of project management. I mean, you mentioned that was uh, your, something you're passionate about, but what else is Anne interested in, you know, outside of the PM realm? Ooh, uh, quite a fit. I am teaching, like I mentioned. So I, I do like the aspect of teaching, uh, trying to, again, create my path to be a professor one day. Even if I'm 80 years old, I'm going to be a professor, Brian, at some university one day. Um, so that's that's something I'm definitely passionate about. Uh, I love to eat. I love my dogs. I love to uh, cosplay. I don't know if many people know that. I definitely I cosplay actually on the on as kind of a creative outlet. So there are, there are a lot of fun characters that I, I lo have loved kind of embodying in, in these different costumings and, and things like that. Um, trying to think what else I just, I, I love to be outside. I mean, all of these passions, I think it's anything that kind of as eclectic as my resume is, it's, it's anything <laughs> that kind of keeps my attention and then makes me um, excited to, to learn or to grow or like the, all of those kind of inhi inhibit, like what the hobbies are that I have too. So you can find me, I'm on social media and all those things. I'm sure you could figure out what else I like. Cause I'm posting about things I like all the time too. Well, that's awesome, man. I think we learned so much about you today and kind of your journey, what makes you tick, you know, uh, your inspiration people who've kind of helped you move forward and advice for others, your interest outside of project management. Um, and I, I have to say, I've had so much fun interviewing you today. Um, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, but I just want to make sure that it's well documented that I think you're an inspiration to not only myself, but to others. And I'm excited about the future of the Everyday PM as a whole. 
you know, the podcast, the website, the LinkedIn group. So I just want to tell you, continue to inspire the masses. So, Anne, for those who want to continue this conversation or have a new conversation, where can they find you online? I am grinning ear to ear. I'm so proud of you, Brian. Thank you for facilitating this interview with me. It's been a lot of fun and such a great idea. Hopefully you guys can take away something from this, but if you want to continue to chat about it, you can find me on LinkedIn and Campia. I'm sure Google will find me on other platforms as well, but definitely check me out on LinkedIn, check out the everydaypm.com, the everyday PM podcast, give us a good rating as well. Probably what Brian was going to say next. So I will stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome. And thank you again for this opportunity to interview today. Uh, It was fun. And you guys can find me on LinkedIn as well. I'm Brian Summons PMP. And for those listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. We appreciate your support of the podcast. And the Everyday PM podcast is also available on Google Play, Anchor, Stitcher, and most podcasting platforms. And that'll do it for Ann and I on this installment of the Everyday PM podcast. So until next time, 